so we got Snoop today. We're at his compound. Uh, yeah, how was your? How was the rest of your weekend in Miami? It was good. I actually, you know, it's funny. It was scary. I had a legit panic attack in the back of the car because I hadn't. I was up all night again, which I get the sleep schedule gonna get better at. We went to the country music <laughs> festival, and that yeah. was fucking nuts because it was actually funny because usually when we go out in public. Kyle gets like reamed by all these fans, right? Which he had fans there and whatnot. But at the end of the day. It was all these like like country music, sloppy like deep, you know. What, what are Bob's fans like? Bob has like a big like senior citizen audience, so like, you, you bring like an older demographic to the table. Yeah, like Kyle which is said. cool. Yeah. Like Menory fans are, are really cool. You know, they're older, just respectful, great people. You know, good people, just normal. You know, down to earth. Don't let the money get to their heads. Don't let anything. Just fucking good people. But those people are also full send fans too. Yes. I mean, with the whole podcast, that's kind of what we did, right? No, it was weird. Are. We went to the country concert, and it was like, it's all just fucking Trump-loving people. Like, yeah, so everyone's course. everyone's literally coming up to us and being like, thank you. Yeah. Like, they're like, thank you. There is definitely a lot of people that come up and recognize the podcast now, which means we're doing a good job. So Everyone's, yeah, it's all just podcast now. Podcast, podcast, podcast. It's wild. But I had, I had to physically prepare myself for smoking weed today. Because I don't want a repeat of Tyson. Dude, I've because, smoked weed with you a hundred times. No, I know, but like I, I tell you, I've been having like a little, a couple of panic attacks lately. And last time I was with Tyson on the couch. You guys didn't know I was going through a full blown panic attack like that whole episode. But the problem is, when you have a panic attack, normally you get up and walk. Well, that's away. how weed is. You always think that everyone else thinks you're really high, but no one ever really notices. Yeah, and there's like me too. Like I'm always like thinking everyone thinks I'm so stoned. But yeah. then you watch the footage back, and you're like, I don't even look that lit. You look lit as fuck. My eyes, for some reason, get super, super, super red. It's funny though. And I'm getting my blood work done. Well, I got it done two days ago. I'm getting my results back in two days. I haven't yes. got it done in six years. I am fucking... Maybe you just don't even look at the results. It would just be funny if they came back there like, you are the healthiest man in the world. I'd be like... But I don't think it's... My liver happen. was a little damaged. Oh, then I'm So fucked. yours is fucking screwed. Mine's gone. Mine's yeah. like hanging out by a string bean. Can you do a liver transplant? Can they get you a new one? Or once your liver's gone, you're dead? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. You can do a kidney. Yeah, I know. But the kidney's not the issue. It's the liver. Well, I don't know. You're... So. You're doing okay. Oh, there we go. The voice Snoop. sounds very familiar. Snoop. Let's get oh, yeah, this good. Good. This is dope. Snoop in the house? Well, we're in Snoop's crib, actually, so. <laughs> Snoop, I got to give you props. One of the uh, one of the best halftime shows I think I've ever seen in my life. Was, Thank you, Kurt. That, that was, I, was, I was there, and it was, it was unreal. Man, we had a blast doing it, putting it together. You know, being in L.A., in front of our people, that shit felt good. And that was dope having you at our, uh, you when you DJ at our Medicard event. Oh yeah, that was dope. I like that. I that was on that. the water, right? Yeah, I like that city too. That city is the shit. What Newport? Hell yeah, that was dope. People went crazy. We didn't tell anyone Snoop was coming. We kept it a complete surprise, we and he showed that, up. We called uh, that area Warren County. That's Warren G's area. You know, Warren G used to dominate the OC area, so we call that Warren. County. What? How did he dominate it? I mean, he was the first nigga to move out there. And you know what I'm saying? He he took he put his flag down. Pop. I'm in the OC. Because when we first got our little chippers or dippers, you know, everybody was shooting at different locations. He put the flagship down in the OC, established his family out there, sent his kids to school out there to uh, Mission Viejo. So, you know, he's an avid community member of the OC. OC's and, just chill as fuck. Yeah, and that's that's how he is. So that's why I blended with him. That's dope. We also uh we got our full send Snoop Dogg shit. You guys have probably been seeing it, but we got a whole collection we did with Snoop. We're all rocking it right now. It's live on fullsend.com. 
Uh, make sure you guys go check it out. We had to do it for 420, right? Good timing. Like Shit's actually shit. fire, too. Wait, today is 420? When this episode's up, it's 420. <laughs> when this so episode airs, it's 420. It's 420. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. It's just not the, even the, 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 I, you know, I'm getting a contact. What is it? What? What are you showing? Oh, okay. I'm showing the full. Set, I think we're going to get looking at the piece. My, my fault. chain be covering it up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to wear it, but I like the way these letters. It's puffed up. I had a couple to choose. I like that black and yellow. This one's dope. That one is which super one? This dope. this one here? This, yeah, yeah. Both of the ones y'all got on is dope as fuck. I was debating on which one to put on, but I was like, I got on blue, so I'm gonna wear blue. So yeah, four twenty. I mean, when this airs, so I think I think we got to get lit as fuck, especially if we're with Snoop. Yeah, but we didn't bring any weed. We don't have any. Yeah, weed. you did. I'm here. Oh, let's well, go. You know. Yeah. Well, we did a podcast you're a lot, with. You're a lot nicer than Rick Ross. I'll yeah, tell we did much. a podcast with Rick Ross, and he didn't share. His, he didn't share. He didn't shit. share. Sharing is caring, man. There you go. Why don't you relay that to Rick? I'm going to pass it down to the rest of the three little bears. I'll get y'all somebody there. Signy, can you roll up? Y'all watch motherfucking uh, Little Red Riding Hood. You watch her go into every room and try out every bed. Y'all for to try out every goddamn blood in here. Try it out. And I think everyone on set, too, usually when we do the smoking ones, everyone's got to smoke if you're in here. You got to. Get your punk ass out. Does it? This is a smoke-friendly room. If you don't smoke, we're not friendly. Fuck out. Does that weed? Yeah, so. Does the weed get Feel free to exit if you don't want to smoke. <laughs> he don't know Yo, how to roll back. Roll? I mean, want... I can, but like, I, I don't want to do it right now. Honestly, talk to you on TV. No, I can't. that's what the fuck you want to say. Roll up. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up on TV. Someone back there, there, it's gonna be cameras all over me. No, no. Fuck it. Someone else to do it. I'm not Bro, gonna fuck up. I'll just fucking eat the bowl if I need anyone but Snoop. No, you sit me next to him and I'll do it. How long does it take you to roll one of these though? You think you didn't see me on Instagram the other day? Uh Somebody pull up one of my Instagram pages and show how quick I rolled a motherfucking blunt up. The song wouldn't even. It's on Wall Star. Pull it up, Kev. Let him see the and shit. And bro, man. you were the first one on Instagram. I, I mean, they say I was the first celebrity on there. You know, they all that's crazy bragging about that shit. They ain't gave me no money to support that, but I'll let them have they <clears throat> run with that you shit. Give your own strain of weed. Oh yeah, this is it. That's some of it. You know, I got many it's different styles. Pretty decent. Of them. A lot of them is real. A lot of them is mimics. But that one right there, that's that real deal, right Johnny. There. But your Instagram I, is fucking like crazy popping. You got seventy five. He wrote it. Tell him what day it is, kid. This is how so fast Snoop rolls a blunt. He ain't even get to ABC, nigga. Michael Jackson didn't even get to say ABC, and I was, that motherfucker <laughs> rolled up. And that's what the whole song say. Yeah, pull it up on there. How they get it, How they roll the That's pretty quick. That motherfucker done already. Is someone on roll duty or? I can't. I can't roll that way. We have no, fucking twenty people back there. Not one but person can roll. Was, I wasn't John, even can you? Doing it about time someone's. The, I mean. I liked that song. Well, it's good, man. I liked it when my shirt was sparkling, so I'm like, let me roll this shit up. Mm-hmm. I looked up, the motherfucker was over with. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, this was fast. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. So, but I really do want to talk about the real quick, the halftime show thing, because that was that was that talk was about it. I'm here. Real for quick. You. So, how did that all come together? Because it was Dre, Eminem, you. It was almost like all oh, you guys reunited again. It was a Dr. Dre play. Uh, the Super Bowl wanted Dr. Dre, and when they initially wanted Dr. Dre, they gave him the rights to do what he wanted to do as far as picking and choosing and putting the, the package together the way he felt would represent him, his music, his legacy, and his whole aura. So Dre went, you know, and put together what he felt was best for his performance, which was the people that were directly connected to his career, either people that was directly connected to his <coughs> record label. And these are questions that I've yet to ask him on how he picked and why he picked. I just know that my name was, you know, one of the first ones to be called when he was debating about whether he was going to do it or not. And then once he finally decided to do it, then, you know, I got the call and I was all in. Because he, he seems like, like, because Eminem doesn't seem like he does shit anymore, right? Does Eminem do anything anymore? He do what he have to do. 
but I think when you've been the biggest rapper in the world for so many years, it's like, what more can you do? Right. You know, he, I think it's he's finding his moments now, finding when he wants to come and when he, he wants to drop and pop. Because, you know, his fan base ain't going nowhere. Right. It is funny when you see, like, rappers that, like, come at him. It's like, how could you go at Eminem and not respect what Because they done? know he's sitting in the in the shell right now. And what they're they going to do is make him pop that motherfucking shell open. What does that mean Who's again? been going at him? Uh, MGK, right? That was like time ago, though. Was well, it? They're not I'm into old, it. I don't know. But anything. I mean, you know, when people take shots at rappers like that, it's because that rapper is invisible for the moment. But that's a way to get him back visible when you start poking the bear. Mm-hmm. He still is who he is. Don't get it fucked up. Who, Eminem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. MGK, like, what? It's disrespect to even think he could go at Eminem. <laughs> Do you not agree? Like, what the yeah, fuck? I mean, uh, Eminem is as legend. Did you ever get poked at? Does anybody ever poke you? All the time. Really? I break anything, nails, though. Nothing that ever pissed you off, though, right? Nah, you poke the bear with your nails, you get your nail broke. Yeah, that's my motto, too. Exactly. What was the story of how Dre discovered you and, like, how Death Row started? The Death Row started would have to come from uh, Harry O before I got there. But discovering me through Dr. Dre, we had a mixtape with a group, 213, me, Warren G, and Nate Dog. And this mixtape, we had Warren G used to move around with it. And he happened to be at a bachelor party that was an NWA party because him and Dre were stepbrothers. So he happened to slide the music in. When the music stopped, Dre was interested. Warren G told him who it was, set up a meeting. We went to go see him, recorded the song that was on that cassette. And then from that song, we went into doing other songs, other songs, then building a brotherhood, creating Deep Cover, The Chronic, and the rest is history. And now you own Death Row. Yes, sir. You acquired it. Congratulations on that. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you, bro. That's Dope. so fire. Yes, sir. And what? You want to make it an NFT label, I saw? Mm-mm. I already did that. But they took it off Spotify and Apple? They didn't do nothing. I did. Why'd you do that? Why not? What do well, I gain? What about for? people that want to listen to the music? I get that. But what about the people who made the music that didn't get paid? What's more important? Yeah. How do they get paid the other way? When I restructured and put it back up and put it in the right realm and the right business frame and make sure that the money's allocated to the right people, then it'll be back up. What the fans have to understand is that this is called show business. And a lot of times we give them the show without having our business together. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting our business right and they just going to have to allow us to get our business right. But the show must go on. 100%. But they still get to see, you know, bits and pieces of what we've done in the past. But it's about what we're doing now and how we maintain the legacy. And when I do present it back, it's going to be presented in a real way to where the people can actually have rights to owning it, yeah, to making money off of it, to monopolizing as opposed to just, okay, we can hear your music, but we don't have no ownership. We just listen to it when we want to. I want people to be able to have some ownership in this shit because they made me who I am. Right. And they made us who we are for 30 years strong. And it's our job to get them back what they gave us for sure so how do, how's that gonna work because that's like a major move that you've made first in this space now is like announcing that death row is going to be purely nfts that's like massive how, how does that kind of work can you speak on that at all or is it more something you got to keep private no i ain't got to keep nothing private everything i do is public so what like it business is wise when you say people have ownership over some of the music how, yeah. how does that work so for example in the in the web three space when you buy and trade art whatever it is that you trade in collectibles the, the consumer has the ability to own it, to trade it, to make money off of it. And then you're able to get percentages off of mm-hmm. the secondary and the third market, right? So picture doing that with music. Picture me taking 
one of my classic records that you love to death and you've always cherished it and it means so much to you. Now you have the right to, to buy it and own it and to trade it and to make money off of it. Now you actually own a piece of Snoop Dogg's legacy as opposed to I have a copy of his CD that I lost or I have a copy of his album that I can't find the cover. Now you actually own something that's actually yours that you can profit off of. I just feel like that's what, it, that's what the industry has headed. Being in it for so many years, 30 years strong, my fans coming to show up for me, me charging them for everything. T-shirts, concerts, this, that, that, but not giving them shit back. Don't sit right. How, how come you think you're the only one that has this take right now? I ain't the only one that has this take. I'm just the one that's doing it first. Mm-hmm. I'm just the one that can do it because I'm not signing nobody. A lot right? of people are talking about it. But no but they one's signed. really nailed it. They're yet. signed too. They're yeah. signed to a label, so they can't really exercise the the move like me. I'm signed to my label. I'm signed to Death Row Records, so I'm right. the CEO, the artist, all of the above. So I just ask myself, "Hey Snoop, is it okay if you do NFT? <laughs> sure, do whatever you like. <laughs> you know, everybody else got to go to a label and a bunch of motherfuckers. Well, what do you think? We got to run it up the chain. We got to ask them. We got to do this, and then before you know it, the artist is frustrated. How many artists do you hear complaining about? We don't make money off our YouTube videos. We don't make money off our streaming. The label won't let me go. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, so is the label the bad guy or what? They're not the bad guys. It's just a system that was created many years ago that they're not changing. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about you, me, him, him, or the other. Michael Jackson wasn't even making dollars off of his albums. Fuck. How, so how, is, how does that work, though? I mean, to, to me, that's not in the music business. That sounds so weird. How, how is Michael Jackson not making money off his own music? Look this shit up. Who if takes you, that? The record label? The record label, it was, it's called points and percentages and royalties and shit that you get for the record. So, for example, if they were selling Michael Jackson record Thriller for $9.99, right? How much money do you really think he made off of each copy of Thriller? And this is the 80s. And that shit sold the most records ever. He made a lot of money. But what you think the record labels make? Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy that gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. They made all the fucking money. So it's like it's time for it to be reversed. 
if the artist is the one who everybody loves and cherishes, he should be the one getting the motherfucking finances. Perfect example, Taylor Swift. She ain't an old artist at all. She's quite new. What did she do? She remastered her album. Why? Because she wasn't making revenues off of that album. Are you firing Scott, uh, shots at Scooter Brown here? I ain't firing shots at nobody. Right. Scooter's my friend. I'm just giving the truth. Like, this is public information. Am yeah. I lying? Mm-hmm. Ask her, why did she redo her album? Because she couldn't get finances, so she redid her album as a way of, I'll make this for my fans, and they'll support me right. because those are my vocals, and this is my music. I should be making money off of my project when you buy it. Which I agree with. How did that situation even resolve, by the way? Did Scooter and Taylor resolve that? I don't know. That's that's their business, but I just know it's public information. As far Scooter as- was holding up all those T-Swift bangers. Yeah. 22, 16. I mean, those are like mm-hmm. classic bangers, no, Snoop? Would you agree? Totally. I was going to remaster my album. My son had told me years ago, he was like, you should just remaster, remaster Doggy Style Pops. Fuck all that. Just remaster and you, and you ain't got to worry about all that. But I didn't want to go that approach because you can't remaster Doggy Style like you can remaster them R&B songs. That shit was a feeling. That shit was a moment. You know what I'm saying? You can't recapture that. We're trying to reenact that shit all over again. So I had to go get my shit back. But some artists do make better sense for them to just say, fuck it, I'm going to remaster my shit. Because after seven years, in case you artists don't know, it's a seven-year clause where you can remaster your album and get the ownership back. Do you think that all record labels will kind of now utilize this technology of NFTs? Like, do you think that's where the whole space is heading? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, first oh, we of all, yeah, here we go. Now, now it gets first of all, we the, got Jay's for the audience too. It's four twenty, like when we're launching. Yeah, this, break so bread like, Everyone at home too, light up. Yeah, you want Bob? You want tag us on socials too if you're smoking watching this. Yeah, break we'll bread everything. Did. It's four twenty. We got the merch live. Fullsend.com, Snoop. Full send. Send it off. Do you mind if I borrow your lighter real quick? To uh... what's mine is yours, and what's yours Thank is you, mine. Mikasa Here we go. So yeah, you think NFTs, that's the future? I think that record labels are easing into it, but they're kind of like afraid because they don't know what the end result will be as far as if it's going to end their business. Because the thing is this, they know that they have so much control traditionally and all that they're hearing about in the NFT metaverse space is that the artist has control. Yeah. And that's like opposing to them. That's like telling the NFL owner, Okay, NFL owners, they just started a whole new motherfucking league and the players run the league and the players dictate everything. So do you think the NFL would kind of like that or do you think they don't want to be a part of that? It's still business. They just going to try to find a way to get in to keep their strength. You said you're the first one to kind of do this. So are artists starting to hit you up seeing that you're doing this? and like, you're like Man, I'm getting hit up from... Well-known artists, I'm getting hit up from estates, from people's estates that have their families, you know, estates in their control, and they want me to to take it into this space and, you know, utilize it and monetize for them. So it's from that to artists that are signed traditionally to artists in different genres of music, from K-pop to Latin to rock to everything. So it's not just a bunch of hip-hop motherfuckers calling and saying, hey, man, give me a record deal. It's people that make music that know that Death Row could be a home for them. Are other labels going to get pissed off at you, you think? For what? For just doing this like new innovative way to like <clears throat> protect the artists? Come on, man. You're talking to the most lovable pimp in America. Facts. How they going to hate me? I mean, I've been giving them my services 
from day one. You know, the least I can do is try to give opportunity and different action to artists and people who create. Because this, I'm not the only one doing it. I'm just the biggest doing it. Yeah. You know, like he said, people try and they fail or people try and they do good, but they don't get the attention on it that I'm getting on it. So we're just trying to create new avenues for artists to have full control and really dictate what they want to put out. How do the people listen to it? Because that's one thing I'm trying to understand, like on the consumer end, like how do they listen to the music? I get like buying it. I know how they buy it. They're going to own it. They're going to be able to resell it. But how do they actually consume it? Well, it goes into your into your computer or your phone, just like... Is it like a new app or... It's not like an app. It's like it goes into your wallet. You have like a wallet. So everything yeah. is mass produced in there and kept in there to where you can move in and shake it. Because some people have took some of our music and took my vocals. And what they did was they took some acapellas and made like a different version. So, for example, I put a hip hop song out and put out the hip hop beat with the instrumental and the acapella. Maybe a few weeks later, there's a version of that acapella on an EDM beat, and it's banging like a motherfucker. Oh, so that's your plan for it? Like, are you going to sell, like, the stems and shit, too? The plan is the shit is happening before our eyes. Like, we just start doing shit like that, and that shit started happening, so that's the interaction so that we're So if you getting. own the music, you could take, like... Whatever the fuck you want to do And then you could sample, like, your verse and make, Everything. like, an EDM remix, remix and make money and off it? you can rap with Snoop Dogg shit. on a song. How much oh, would it shit. cost to get on a verse with Snoop Dogg right now? That's lit. But now, just say for in this world, you fucking got, he got the song, you got the beat, he got this, y'all put that shit together. Now it's like, oh, we got a fucking ah. song with Snoop Dogg in our group. How much would it cost to get on a song if I didn't want to go that route, which obviously we want oh, to. Oh, 250000 250000 Yeah. So if somebody gives you 250000 that means that you'll you jump on. You get about on. 16 bars. 16 bars? Mm-hmm. And when it's time to do the video, I need to get another two fifty a body. All right, big money. Is you that only, standard? And you only got an hour, so get to filming. Well, I can't afford this. I don't know why <laughs> you're coming just, to me. Well, can't. you start I, talking that shit. I got. No, talk I'm not talking shit. I'm just ass. asking you. I don't know. You know, <laughs> just, don't know when, I, when I hear business, I go in business mode. I, I, dog. I, I, I felt personal. that. I felt that. It ain't personal. listen, I'm not. I'm a personal guy and I'm a business guy. When we talking personal, we can have fun. When you talk business, I go. Hold on, two fifty for two fifty. Let me smoke you got a little bit more of that weed here. All right, you know. All right. Does is that standard? No matter what the relationship's oh, like, like no. what's that like? No, fuck no. Because some people get it lower. Some people get it on the house. Because if you family, how I look like sticking you up for two fifty, and you a new artist, and you just coming out. But do some people get like offended? Like, what the fuck? I thought we were family. Like, why are you charging me two fifty? You hear what I just said? If you're a family, what the fuck do I look like charging you that? Now it's it's either personal or it's business. If it's family. Then it's personal. Then that means I can give you a, how much you got? I only got, don't even worry about it. We're going to work that out. But if it's business, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to your business. Who's the one putting up all that real money? I ain't talking to you, so it ain't going to be no disrespect. Get me to the boss so we can have a boss-to-boss -boss talk. You're dealing with a fucking boss. Give me what I want, and let's keep it pushing. And me and you maintain our relationship because it had nothing to do with you. It's boss-to-boss. You get what I'm saying? So it keeps our relationship clean and cut. Now, if you don't have a boss and you financially doing it yourself, now it's a me and you. How much you got on me? I only got, matter of fact, I ain't got nothing, dog. Cool, don't even worry about it. When you blow up, just get back at me. So we work. Have you ever helped out a little guy and just like jumped in the studio with somebody who's really not, couldn't afford it and just kind of just sat in there for 20 minutes and just let it rip? All the time. I done done verses for 10,000, 5,000. I done done verses for 500, 750. I done done verses on credit. Well, motherfuckers didn't have the money, and I just was like, fuck it. I'm going to fuck with him. I'm going to give it to him. I'm just going to get down with you. I fuck with you, homie. I like your shit. Or either just taking it and talking about that shit. Sometimes that's better than me rapping on it. Me taking your music, putting it on my page, reposting it. Now you got a bunch of followers, and now you on it, Bobby. How many followers you got now? 
I don't even know. Snoop even has know. like 75 mil on Insta. No way. Right. I ain't never seen them niggas at one time in one place. 75 mil. You run your page yourself? <laughs> you better know it. Fuck. The videos are funny on your IG. Hey, man, we try to keep it entertaining. I want to let you know that Bob over here said that you repost him, but you don't ever tag him. I don't tag credit. nobody. I should be happy on your shit, Bob. Now that the weed's kicking in here, I got It's not issue. personal, bro. <laughs> you got, listen, I got an issue. Let me not, tell you this. Not happy, Snoop. What if he, this is my issue. I say this to everybody that I repost. Shut the fuck up and be happy I took your shit. <laughs> Well, you know what? I Shut got, the fuck up and know, be I happy. Got, I, I took your shit. I got nothing to say about Yo, that. Have you, have you seen that video recently? Because it's going to all come back snooping? to you. No, he was. Guess what? It's going to be on the bottom. Oh, trust me, I was thrilled. I got a lot of pussy. No. Thank you. And what was on the bottom of the video? Your name. No, it was just just the fact he posted it. I mean, bitches were all. It is over sauce it. being reposted on Snoop's IG. See, he know how yeah. to maximize. Yeah, I like to pimp on the end. See, he said, "Man, I got a lot of pussy that week." That's, That's what, what you're supposed to do. No, I walked Maximize. Around. I walked around a party and I was like, Snoop just posted me. And the girls, <laughs> the girls were like, literally, they would. It they, does work. I had two girls bring me in the back room. They were both blowing me. It was a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that allowed to say yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, that didn't no, happen. You're always but... welcome to the party. Yeah, of course. By the way, is this your is this your weed? Yes. This is uh yeah, it's good. Fuck what it yeah, you know, it's guys. I, 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 we, nice. we smoked Tyson's. It's good. I'm just I'm where do you buy it. your stuff from? Are you in like stores, dispensaries? Not yet. Uh, I got a product coming out called Uncle Snoop's product, which is the first actual product that I'm putting out that has my name, my likeness, my everything, my DNA all over it. Then I got my Bored Ape that I'm about to drop some bud with called Dr. Bombay. So I took my Bored Ape and created a brand for him, uh, action figure, clothing line, all of the above, just trying to make him do what he's supposed to do because I'm watching the Bored Ape community like slowly but surely get off into traditional businesses. And, you know, that's what I, that's my expertise. How, how did you learn all this shit about NFTs? Because you're my fucking, son, you're my son, it. My son, Cordell? Cordell, Nick Adler. Um, well, mainly Nick was the first one that brought it to me. Nick was always pushing the, the line on doing this and doing that. And then Cordell started easing me into it by explaining it to me to where, you know, what like we say in nigga terms. So I could understand it because Nick was talking in, technology terms and I couldn't really figure that shit out so Cordell helped me understand it then we put a team of people behind us which is Amador and Shiv and then we got my regular team which is Jasmine and Kevin and just my inside team we just began just moving and jumping into the field and learning and exploring and just figuring this shit out and now that I'm actually hands-on I kind of like got it now I like really got it figured out now and that's what that's what Nick always wants he always wants for me to to learn it myself. So that way when we ever having conversations, I don't look like yeah. a dummy when motherfuckers start asking questions. I know we met a lot of people that you can kind of tell they're yeah, just they getting like, into oh, it because it's trendy yeah, and shit. Yeah, just saying some shit that somebody but, programmed. But you know, yeah, say. you could tell when you speak about it, you're like educated on it. How cool is that that it's like a father-son type duo? That's, that's the pretty, dope. That's fire. That's the dope shit right there because, you know, naturally I want him to be a football star because that was my dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the there same was a show time, about that one, wasn't yeah, there? definitely. Snoop and Son. But at the end of the day, it's about him having his own dreams and making his own path. And it just seemed like business was more important to him than sports. And how can I knock that when that's what we push in our family, to be the best at who we can be? And if business is what it is, then that's what it's supposed to be. And I support him. God is back. And now I'm taking lessons from him to show you that that's how we're supposed to be in life. If somebody can teach you something, no matter how old they are, what position they're in, you should be willing to listen. What are you doing with Gala in the space? Gala Games, Gala Music, that's my partners. Those are my people. They stepped up to the plate. They um really was there for me on this death row play. They've been there, there for me on all things Web3. 
as far as with my artists and me and my music and my catalog. I just love working with them because they're like a high-end version of what I'm doing on OpenSea. What I'm doing on OpenSea right now is just mixtape style music, but the things that I do with Gala will be project-based, NFT-based storylines. We're building the Defro NOD. We're doing all types of things that just make this shit go to a whole nother level. Gala Games, Gala Music, Death Row Records. You, you better stay, know. You it. stay like crazy active. Do you like? Do you sleep? I was sleep, but you motherfuckers <laughs> got here. I was in my bed sleeping. Jasmine, like the Nelk boys, I just said, "Give me three more minutes." <laughs> she said, "They fuck, give me five more minutes." All right, fuck it, let's go. I slept for about nine minutes before y'all got here. I was in front of y'all when y'all pulled up in that truck or whatever y'all was. Like in. a nap or like from last night. That's it. I'm the machine. Damn. Yeah, but you have like a consistent sleep schedule? Because one of my Ooh. issues that I struggle with. Oh, no, what? A consistent sleep schedule. <laughs> Man, what and the by the way, I smoked your shit, so now I'm on fucking planet Mars. <laughs> so I, I am going to. It's a consistent <clears throat> work schedule. He doesn't sleep that often. That's no, why I'm saying. I know that. Cause, yeah, because I have troubles. Like, I sometimes can't sleep. I'm up 24 hours a day. I have a lot going Me on. Too. But you have like a shit ton going on. Do you have like, are you in bed at nine o'clock and you wake up at five in the morning? Do you have like a, a set schedule? Nah, I don't even go to bed. I'm in some real shit. I'm the same one. You don't sleep at all? I sleep when I have to. I'm a fucking But he's not, like, he's not like partying and shit, bro. No, he's working. I, mean, I don't do all that shit. My shit is based around business and executing and either making something happen, being on the set, in the studio, creating on the phone, you know, coming up with business plans, ideas, executing. Like, this shit is a task, but it's fun and I love doing it. That's the whole point of the, the life I live. It's not even a job. It's just fun. Me having fun and executing and empowering. When do you think you're going you to give up and relax, though? Shit, I'm 50 years old. I'm, I was supposed to have been dead that. If I ain't did it yet, I don't know how to do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was supposed to take a vacation to go to Hawaii, oh, but then fucking COVID hit, and we couldn't go, and that was going to be my first vacation. And since then, I've been full speed ahead. So I don't know if I'm going to get to it. I got an anniversary coming up, though, with my wife, so I may that may be vacation. June 14th is our anniversary, so maybe. Because I got to do something June 15th. These motherfuckers don't forget about the anniversary. <laughs> but these motherfuckers don't be giving a fuck. They be setting up, okay, when is your anniversary? On the 14th. We're going to have up something set up on the 15th. But can I enjoy my anniversary? Like, Yeah, you have to. You, you need to. I may need to cancel this shit. They trying to get me in the, uh, I think it's the Songwriters Hall of Fame. You can't fuck up an anniversary with the wife, right? I can't. But if they give me the Songwriters Hall of Fame, I'm... You'd we, be willing we, to do we that? We're going to fly out there. Yeah, but what's your, what's your negotiation process to your wife then? Like, oh, I, we we going to fly out there. Oh, okay. It's so not going to be no I thing. It's going to be a we thing. Oh, all right. But I don't know. You know, that's a, that's vacation time. I may fucking run and have my feet in the sand with my socks and shoes on. Um, I saw... Yeah, okay, okay. No, no. I just had... I mean, I had another dumb question. That's why. No, I, we got to hear it. Go ahead. I, I know you want to talk a lot of business, but I Let's hear a dumb like one. Deep talks. Let's hear a dumb one. Let's hear the weekend. I want to hear that dumbest question. Like, if I ask a dumb question, I'll sit out, but... Like, do you, you, you ever get paranoid when you smoke weed? <laughs> Not no more. I used to when I used to be like hiding, <laughs> you know, in certain areas where you couldn't smoke certain parts of the world before it was legal when I used to go to jail for this shit. I used to be very paranoid when I'd be on a tour bus or be in a different country 
I'll be moving across them borders and I'll be like, oh, fuck. They finna pull a bus over. Here come the dog. Here come Fido. Isn't that fuck. crazy for yeah, weed? Yeah, it was decrimin- it was, it's it, man, they used, to send, then, it was- they used to send Fido on the bus. And they getting Fido come on the bus. And we be all outside the bus waiting for Fido to come off. When that motherfucker come off, niggas is going to jail. Who's Fido? Found, is Fido, Fido the dog? He's the dog. Oh, fuck the dog. You can't fuck with the dog. When he come, it's over. It's over. It's game over. It's, you know you're fucked. You know you're fucked. Because we didn't been smoking the whole way here. Yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah. left something on this bed. And that motherfucker is just trained to just, he just uh, eliminate. He's jumping on everything. Like, I always get a little like. nervous seeing the dog in the airport and shit. Like you're kind of like checking your pockets oh, and shit. Oh, how about he come like, stand like, next fuck. to me in the airport? The motherfucker just come stand next to me like... <laughs> Oh yeah, you always get <laughs> sick. Get your ass. And the way that the cops they grab his fucking like you know. Could you he, come to the back? He's ready to go. Fido says you have something on you. I know. Fuck I you, you and Fido. Snoop's the easiest target for the dog. <laughs> they could just fucking get you from a mile away. It would be good to own a Fido though, right? Do you own any dogs? I have plenty, but I don't have a fucking smuggler dog. I need one of them. No, but where they at? I think we can get one. For real? I think. Let's I go have. We'll use it together. Well, I don't want to fuck him just in case he turns on me. No, we'll use it together whenever y'all moving some shit y'all having with y'all. That way, when they when the dogs see him, they'll be like, hold on, cut, they got one Woody. All right, so if I execute the deal, <laughs> so if I get the top dog, like the best fucking dog on the planet, I arrange it, like top of the Done. line, government dog. Done. Like, and I'm like, I want to give this to you as a gift. Done. All right. Done. You're going to see me in this month. We're going to be on TV so much, you're going to swear up and down yeah, with yeah. a TV show. All right, moving on. I need that. You, do you do mushrooms at all? I used to. I was so gone on mushrooms. Um, I was on tour with Run DMC in Amsterdam. And this was probably like one of my last times doing it. I used to cut my shit up in the weed, cut it up with scissors and roll it up in the weed. So this time I was like having a way out attack and Run DMC was on stage performing. And I was just in the back of the stage crying. I was like, I can't believe that Run DMC is on stage performing. <laughs> And my people was grabbing me like, what's wrong? I'm like, that's Run DMC up there. They just, they didn't understand. I just had a, I felt so good. I was a little ass kid and I couldn't stop crying. And I had to perform in like 20 minutes. And it took me about 30 minutes after to come back down. And I was like, okay, maybe me and Mushroom need to take a break <laughs> before I perform. Because I'm seeing too much shit right now. I get it in Amsterdam though. Do you like it? Amsterdam is fucking I fucking crazy. loved it. I used to do the homies wrong. They ain't even know. I used to roll about seven blunts and be like, here, here, here. And all the motherfuckers was laced with mushrooms. That's fucking evil. Snoop, that's evil. Wait, you I'm sorry. If you guys pull yeah, this no. shit, are you pulling this shit right now? You, oh, if you pull <laughs> that you on Bob, you should. Right now? Nah, he'd be I would fucking crazy. kill each and every one of you in this room. If my Damn. shit's laced with mushrooms, we have an issue. And Fido the dog is ready to go at any fucking minute. <laughs> Plain and simple. Oh, you shit. died on Mushrooms and Soul Plane, didn't you? Yeah. You missed that? That yeah, movie? Yeah, I missed that shit. They gave me some new shit called DMT. Nope. You've been, fu- you been fucking with that? I hit it one time. How was that? That shit was like a nigga died and, and, and was dead and then came back and was looked at himself dead and was like, okay, I didn't see death. I'm cool. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Do you believe that you're like seeing God when you see DMT? Not God. I said death. Oh, shit. Look, it felt like... I was like... <laughs> <laughs> And then I stood up and was looking at myself dying like, man, what the fuck is you doing? Don't let that, do not hit that motherfucker one more time. You want another one? Mm-mm. Bitch, I'm done. Wait, you said you saw your own body? Yes. Like you like. I stepped, yep, I stepped out of my body and looked down at myself for like about 25 seconds. Then when I come out of it, I was like, 
my fingers and shit was like, and I was like, this is not for me. Who'd you smoke it with? Little, you know, chicken head. <laughs> That's great. What do you think it is then, DMT? Like, do you, like is it just like your hallucinations? This, this, like, shoot, this topic is... <laughs> with Tyson, Tyson gave us the fucking... No, he got the pit, the frog yeah. shit. Don't do that. I'm not... Don't worry. Don't do the hit, the one he got? Mm-mm. No, if I see a frog, I'm stepping on it. Mm-mm. He smoked DMT on our podcast, Tyson. We did cancel for but that. He but he wants you to do the frog no, shit. No, frogs. You know me. what I'm talking about? Yeah, you lick the toad, the, right? No, the po- they take the po- they inject, take the poison out of the frog, yeah. and they stung. make it like, the the uh, they heat it up, and then it's like, then you smoke the shit. Let's go zingy. All right. Yeah, because I think Tyson actually physically licks them, but I could be wrong. Wait, did you smoke the DMT? I don't know. No, no, there's no way, because what he explained... That's, I would have known that if that had happened. So wait, they just like lit the frog? <laughs> no, it's the poison from the frog, oh. from the toad, and they so take it. So why do people smoke this shit? To, to get to a certain place as far as like, it's a high that's, it's, it's something to do with your, your system, where it triggers something that makes you get close to the, the feeling of death or something. It's something that's, I don't know how to explain this shit, but it's some weird shit. That motherfuckers they like getting high doing. I just so happened to run across a few motherfuckers that like doing shit like that. And I just was in their possession. And they happened to use me for an experiment. And I said, you know what? Dr. Frankenstein is out. Yeah, gotta, fuck that. I'm, I'm not fucking doing that's DMT, fu- bro. I have no idea what's fucking going on. You got to try it one time. I'd trip on DMT. You do it one time. Nah, they got I'll do that portables shit on now. They got the little portable DMT, like the vapes. Nah. You wouldn't get out? <laughs> What? Not DMT. I would do it one time I don't know. Just that shit's scary. You gotta experience it, right? It ain't. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't. It ain't that bad. You gotta be in like a jungle with a tribe, don't you? Nah, that's awesome. Well, Tyson said you need a shaman present. Well, that's for his shit with the toad, because you damn near may die with his shit. Oh, I'm not sure fucking with this shit. Wouldn't. And that's Mike Tyson. Look what he built. Like man, he different than us, man. The, the shit we can regularly take, he probably can get 22, 22 more CCs of it. He's different. <laughs> well, it's a good it's a good feeling when you know you can walk in the room and you know you can kick the shit out of every person in the room. Like that's a good power statement, you know? Yeah. Some of us have to get our ego and stuff through like communication, talking, but like he walks in a room and he can beat like, up everybody in the I'll room. light you all up in fucking one minute. Bruce Lee a motherfucker. I beat all y'all up by myself. Tyson's like very like religious and like spiritual. Are you like religious at all? Very religious. I'm I'm a love God. I'm about love. My my God is love and my love is God. So I just put love in the air. I try to answer hate with love. I try to be more of a positive role model and try to be a better person. Like that's the best religion is with living th- within yourself. Because what I come to find out when I was a kid, we used to go to church and we used to read out the Bible and this and that. And then I remember riding past the church one day and wasn't nobody in there. It was just an empty building. That's when I had to realize that the church is you. You have to be the church. You have to be the religion. You have to be the vessel of whatever your religion is. And my religion is love. So do you believe when we die, we go to heaven? <laughs> and that's not me being funny. I'm just no, being, it's not funny. That's like a real thing. I really want to know. Like, I, <laughs> I think about so this shit. It's like hilarious face, watching you ask this. Bro, this is, you guys No, for real it's though. A, it's a good I question. Did, yeah. Do you I believe in the afterlife? I didn't deal with, deal with death so much. That's not a crazy question at all. Thank you, Snoop. I appreciate it. That's that. actually a great question. Thank you. I know. I had this conversation with Ricky Harris once upon a time when my murder was the case documentary for my movie. And we was just talking about where does the soul go after death? Not the body, but what we're sitting here communicating, like my spirit, my everything. Where does that go? 
where does that actually go? And we was trying to figure it out. And we could not figure that part out because it's like it's so many people that have left and you like, well, the spirit of them is still here, but their body not here. I don't think we'll ever fucking know. I think it's just going to happen. Right. Like, we just don't fucking know. You know, it'd be crazy. Will you come back as a butterfly? You, yeah, but wait, you come back <laughs> as like another animal, but imagine just who, who you came back as. Fido the fucking dog. That'd be fucking crazy. Like, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> Right. That's the shit, because now I get to fuck with everybody in the air. Because then you're the Mike Tyson of fucking dogs. That would dogs. be lit. Coming yeah. back as a drug dog? Fuck yeah. Well, what would you want to come back sad. as? What would be the worst animal to come back as? Uh, what's the... Oh, a fucking... Uh, the <laughs> one that lions be always running down. Zebras? Or a rat. A rat. Antel antelopes. <laughs> no, the one that lions be just, just running. Antelopes. Yeah, then they... And the little baby ones, they just be, oh, don't get him. Like, don't kill him. You, ever watch, them. you watch those videos or not? I love the nature. Nigga, go <laughs> yeah. my studio right now. That motherfucker's on something Just getting ate up right now. Yo, like predators attacking animals. Eating things. Love I've it. spent eight hours. Love it. Watching these <laughs> we motherfuckers. Should, Just we should watch one. They, they, love all it. these fucking zebras, they need water. So they're like just sitting there. They're taking their sips. They know these motherfuckers are lurking. And then out of nowhere, it's like snap. Give me that. And, they, and then the rest go they away. They're flipping him now, huh? Yeah. Whoa. And then they like, yeah, it's crazy. Look, I used to Let's have some shit that's a battle. The battle of Kruger is crazy. You seen that one? I used to watch these and do uh, analyzing on what this the on fuck? my GGN show. I used to watch all this nature shit, and then I used to give you a, my perspective. Be a good way we could work together. Yo, can you imagine commentary stuff? Me doing commentary stuff and you doing your thing. The one I love the most is the fucking the eagle that grabbed a ram off the hill and fly him in the sky and just drop his ass, whoop, and then swarm down and get him. I'm going to give you a, a free Instagram plug. Is that okay? <laughs> and this has nothing to do with any deal or anything. No, this is the good shit. This is, this is a page that I don't endorse anything. Any pages like normally as far as like ones that are sick to watch. So you want to go down a dark rabbit hole? Nature is metal. Nature is metal. Oh, yeah. That's the best, the best I, I, And I, I just fucking, it's exactly what you're describing. It's a channel that I got on Instagram that's some Saudi Arabia shit because the letters is all in they, the way they write. Yeah, and no. this shit is... It's, it's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. They that. showed a coda. A coda was eating a whole motherfucking buffalo. The, Dude, the, I love the, the predator that, videos. I said, "This lizard's a cold." Yeah, they're fucked. See, you don't want to come as that thing. Yo, can you imagine being there and filming one of these? Oh, oh like as they, it goes down. Oh, that's. And you're fucked. Oh, they come. Buffalo back. come back crazy, and save him. Though. They probably come back right now. Right now, that buffalo is thinking my life is about to be over. Oh, he's done. It's eight of them on him now. And another one, last uh, one creeping yeah. in. Well, where his boys at, Snoop? Out of here, motherfucker. Shit, we trying to get to the next town. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can you imagine being imagine being know, a buffalo and seeing six lions? Yeah, Bob, what are you going to do? You what back? you going to do, Bob? I'm, I'm are you going back? You know what? Fuck that. I'm going back nope. to help it. Nope. Yeah, you're I'm not going back. I would stand there with that fucking buffalo. Bro. Look at him. Somebody oh, called six him. Six oh, that, that must be Snoop Dogg running the show. Hey, fuck that, homie. We ain't finna leave my nigga back there like that, cuz. Come on. Man. Right now, fuck all that. <laughs> we going back to get cub right now, and I'm gonna be up front. <laughs> Is that what they did? There's too many yeah. of us, cuz it's only five motherfucking man. I ain't going over there. Six lines, man. It's eighteen hundred of us, man. Somebody just take off on this motherfucker. Did you know what? Him? Fuck that. I get him. Them. I got him, cub. Watch out. Move. Now the buffalo, you can tell. Look at them. We should they, just watch they, they fucking. Now. We should just watch animal. Now, no, no, that. but you can tell now the buffalo. Move, cause I got you. Oh. Watch out, get him, Snoop Dogg. Get Love him out that. of there, then. Then the other three don't know what yep, the fuck to the do. Yep, start the shiver roll. Start the shit now. Start it now. Oh, we own him now. 
He don't even oh, no. running him off. Smart guy, though. He got away. Line getting ran off by a buffalo. That's gangster shit. Yeah, this this video turns into a little longer. It's like, and then there's a whole nother. I think it gets pulled in by a crocodile now. No way. <laughs> yeah, this is the this. I've oh guys, guys, guys. I fucking this is what I do. Are you serious? Yeah. So what happens? What's is, another dope one? Wait a minute. The this buff, was a the, great. The buffalo get pulled in. Yeah. By so now the, the, the fucking alligator comes in. If this is the Battle of Kruger, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this motherfucker. Oh, he just flipped no, that no, motherfucker. No, 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 Watch this shit. This gets insane. <laughs> he this, just flipped the lion. Oh, you see that? No, I wouldn't go back. There it is. Now look at this. He's in the water, and now the fucking crocodile are waiting. Wait, did the crocodiles pull up? The crocodile they right are. there on the nigga feet right there. He just bite, he didn't bite the lion. He's like, I'm not going to bite this lion, but I'm going to bite the fuck out. Why oh, the didn't... alligator's on the other side, bro. Oh, oh he right there. They He's on the other side of the shit. animal. Now I see yeah, him. bro. Oh, they getting out of there. They <laughs> backing their asses up. Fuck, oh, this is a crazy. crazy so the buffalo's gone either way. Damn, it's a crazy survival story. It really is. Survival of the fittest. So if that, you can survive that, like that's, people can't that's complain about problems time. in their fucking. I want to ride. With, I want to rock with the buffalo. We, we don't have time to watch that right video. There. That is one to watch because it gets better. Don't even don't even spoil it. It's not worth it. Watch it at your own time. That one fucks you up. You ever been to Africa? You been on a safari? I went to Africa, and we was on a safari. That's dope. On a yeah. bus, it was like a, like a little school bus. And we pulled up, and it was like one lion, and the man parked, put it in park. I'm like, what the fuck is you parking for? Then all of a sudden, like 20 of them motherfuckers showed up out of nowhere. They start circling the bus. I'm like, man, we need to go ahead and leave. I don't like all this shit. <laughs> fuck all this safari boy shit. Nigga, let's go. Yeah. Show me where the giraffes is at. What else did you see besides lions? I'm saying uh, rhinoceros. Uh, hippopotamus, elephants, all the basic shit you see in Africa. But it was a real safari, like, because the dude didn't even have no gun. He had, like, some spray on him. And we was like, <laughs> like, I'm like, what is this spray like? Oh, when I spray this, it's like catnip. They just fall out. I said, man, this motherfucker <laughs> eating the motherfucker. He ain't going to fall out. So then he sprayed something. And then the big lion, he just laid on his back. like <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Because oh that's what I wondered. Like, what's the protocol? So they give you, do they give you a speech like before? They're like, all right, here's the deal. You can be no, fucking. No, watch the speech they give us. They're like, you're, you could die. This is what they say. Whoop, whoop, we're coming in. Keep your arms in the vehicle. Don't put your hands out, blah, blah. Then they said, here, we're going to show you a picture of somebody who didn't listen. <laughs> they showed a motherfucking picture. Nigga leg was way over there. His body was over here. Then they said, well, once he got his whole asshole ate off, his wife jumps and tries to save him, and then they show a picture of her. One arm over here, one leg over there. I said, oh, we get it. We get the point. We ain't going nowhere near the front. I was in the middle of the bus, just like this, can, sitting in the middle, not even you, in the seat. Can you carry your own weapon? No. No, you can't kill you can't the animals. Kill That's no not weapons. fair. That's not fair. You no, should be able is. to have your own weapon. Wait, they so, only had spray. So the wife well, jumped? What the fucking, there's 10 lions, and you got to need 10 things to spray. The wife jumped in to try and try save, to save husband him. from a lion? Yep. Well, that's on her. And they bit her ass in half, too. What did she think she was going to get out of that? It's a heroic play. One and a half, a half an arm, half a leg. No survivors? Are you are you guys, uh, are you guys, I'm going to segue away from nature's metal. Are you guys looking to uh, do the, uh, like a full send, maybe potential collaboration maybe as far as. Maybe a happy dad flavor, right? Yeah, I think we should. Think? We should do some sort of flavor. Happy dad or happy dog or happy granddad, because I am a grandpa. 
Shit. And you got to think about the granddads out there. Don't leave us out. I'm just a cool granddad. We just we just show respect. Right. I'm just a cool granddad, but don't check, leave us out. Check this. We got, speaking of the board ape shit, it's a banana flavored. Wow. With the ape. You own it. You already own it. That's what we're thinking. You already And the own banana it. flavor, we thought it was just going to be like, for like it being cool, but it's actually fire. Like it, the banana flavor is so fire. Why don't you do your own uh, podcast? I had the GGN. No, what, you do you do have one currently that you do like like consistently? Nah. I like being on other people's podcasts. Make my value go up. So when I do decide to set out and do one, they're going to have to pay me top dollar. Yeah. I've been on all the top podcasts. Everybody that's been number one from y'all to Joe Rogan to the, whoever the fuck you want to name. If it's, if it's Howard Stern, if it's this person, this person, I done done them all. So now the leverage is when I do do mines, how will mines be a little bit different than the ones I've been on? And how will mines, you know, maintain this authentic Snoop Dogg feel to it? Because the GGN was the first of its kind. Wasn't nobody doing that kind of shit when I started popping that. We, uh, this has been, I usually know and can engage when we do episodes. This has been an extremely fun episode. It's far, it's like just. Trying to end it? And you're high as fuck too right now, <laughs> Well, I know. Way. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just in a good but zone. You're very high right now because you're smoking with the best. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, really high. Right I, now. I've like actually, I've actually underestimated that moment. I'm smoking with Snoop Dogg. It's, it's fire. the most crazy yeah, thing ever done. Dope. See, because Snoop Dogg make you feel like we've been together for years, so it don't even feel like everybody else. Like when you watch this shit with your homies, they're gonna be like, "Man, I can't believe you're gonna be like, man, that shit was regular. We was just hanging out, like just watching that's what animal I love videos about and shit." Yeah. Until like, you get home, you'll be like, more. "I can't fucking get up." Yeah, until twenty Fuck, minutes later. What is this shit? Is good me. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle <laughs> said don't schedule anything tonight and after the podcast yeah I said hell not, it ain't gonna get done I it need a favor I need a favor from you what you need dog before I die I wanna come in the studio with you once I can't I'm not gonna pay you shit but I'm gonna bring <laughs> but I'm gonna bring but, but I'm gonna bring value and you have my word on that say less How so, so I'd love to come into the studio for 15 minutes just pop in I don't I want to it. overstay it 15 minutes I love it I wanna vibe out with you for a minute Catch a groove and catch a groove, and then in about fifteen minutes, and that's it. I love that, and I promise you, I'll 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 bring value in the in the game on the house. Love that, appreciate that. What's your plan to bring value? What are you thinking? I haven't thought about it yet, but I will. <laughs> I don't I don't let a lot of people down. Yeah, value is value. You understand me? What's up, little homie? I see you, cuz. Yeah, you Salim, you want to pop in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salim, you got to get in because you're I'm high. So I'm just yeah, gonna chill. Sure? Pop in for me either. I seen you doing some crazy shit, cuz. I'm really, I'm really messed up. I can't. No, I seen you on some crazy shit on. Um, you said, "Come in." You said, "He said, he said." It was, it was some motherfucker in the grocery store, and Cub walked behind him and said, "He's busy." Hey, man, get the fuck away from me, man! What do you mean, man? I'm just trying to find out. Uh, how do Yo, I get here? Yo, you should pull up Salim Bestimoning. That motherfucker said, "Uh." That'd be funny. Hey man, what the fuck is you Let's react to more man? shit. Let's watch some funny shit. That shit was gangster shit. I'm like, like I it's keep gotta be like, oh, prank I've never I keep been looking at this motherfucker like, where I know Number this two, motherfucker John. from. I've never been as high I, in my life. At first, I thought it was jackass. I'm like, make oh, sure the volume's on. Jackass? Wait, Slim, you've been smoking over there? Oh, you've been smoking over there? What's wrong with you? I'm being on bullshit, What's all that about? Oh. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> the reactions are so funny, bro. You got a problem? That mama said, the fuck? Keep walking, brother. Oh. Being here. 
<laughs> dude. Oh. <laughs> you okay? Easy does it. Uh. Good luck here. Oh. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Okay. Eat the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. Eat the wrong one. Yeah, if you want, yeah. Billy Bob ain't fucking around. What, man? How are you? <laughs> oh. oh. What the hell? <laughs> this guy's funny. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get away from me. What the fuck was this? <laughs> what is your problem? Seriously? <laughs> okay. I'll call target staff to get you out of here. <laughs> oh. What the fuck are you doing that for, man? <laughs> Hey, what's your problem, man? You fucking stupid or what? Hold it, Holmes. Well, fucking do that to me, man. Get the fuck away from me, bitch. <laughs> Get away from me, man. Oh. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> what? Oh. What? <laughs> Did you fucked up or something, bro? Huh? I don't step up, I hate you. When was the first time you did that to me? Morning. Oh. How did you not know? What the fuck was that? I love it. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. That shit funny as fuck. That? Would I ever do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think what I could. If, you don't think you'd do it with him, though, if you went with him one time? It would be pretty funny to turn <laughs> that would around be dope. Snoop You dog. turn around and you see Snoop. If he do it and I be standing behind him? <laughs> I like that. That'd be hilarious. Would you slap me if I did at you? Hell like no. Like if, if it was like in the same scenario as... Oh, God. I'm a funny guy. That's what people do. I'm, I'm a fun guy. I love to have fun. I'm a practical joker. I love pranks. But you gotta I don't... do a prank with us. I did. I would love to. I would fucking love have that. Have you ever thought of anything you, you would do or... To... No, I never. And the Jackass Boys was my partners, right? They was my guys, and they used to always say, man, we want to get you. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. You motherfuckers is crazy. So I brought them on my show, Doggy Fizzle Television, and we did something called Black Ass, where, you know, we flipped the script, you know what I'm saying, and did it on that tip. And it was cool because it was like we controlled the narrative, but the shit they was doing, mm-mm. You -mm. wanted me to jump in a pool full of piranhas. Yeah, they're just like life-risking type I don't know stuff. how they do the shit they do. No, like, he, niggas skateboard off of a house into a pool. Full of piranhas. Yeah, yeah, people always compare us to Jackass. Like they're like you're the new generation, but no, those guys are, dude. I could yeah. never do the shit that they. That do, shit was bro. way more pain. -related. Yeah, like just I can't even understand how they do it. It's fucked. No, when Steve so put funny. a hook through his mouth, did you see that? No, they were serious. <clears> that was, was my friend Johnny Knoxville seen. used to hand me drugs when I seen him. Like on the regular, I would see Johnny out and be like, "What's up, Johnny?" He'd be like, "Open your hand for what? Open your hand." Yeah, man, I, I don't even want... Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> just like a full, like, little jitty bag? Just pills and shit. Just him, uh, Steve-O, but Steve-O's clean now. But when they weren't clean, they... I'm Snoop, though. I'm a rock star, you know? If I can see Snoop, give him some drugs. He'll do it. Sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your thoughts on the, the Will Smith shit that just went down? Oh, tragic. Well, who, do you, who are you siding with? No one with the academy. That was terrible. <laughs> that. Did, smart did you see Jada Pinkett came out and then she, she said, I she, never wanted to marry yeah, him? Yeah, that is very, very embarrassing. Mm. I, I don't What's know how I married that? that woman. 
That's really fucked up. Mm. I can imagine your wife well, saying I feel that. like you'd be fr- like, you and Chris Rock could be friends though. Like closer than you and Will maybe? I don't know. I'm I'm actually cool with both of them. Like I have no issues. I don't understand it. I'm just I'm a spectator just like you guys. I, I wasn't even really watching the Oscars. That's not my Sunday night TV special. I was watching Winning Time on HBO, the uh, Lakers special. Yeah, what do you I feel think? Like no one was actually watching the Oscars. Everyone no, just saw that no, shit on Twitter and IG. It. You know what happened? I was watching the Lakers shit and somebody texted me and was like, nigga, did you see this shit? I'm like, no, I'm watching the Lakers. They said, Chris Rock. I said, well, when this shit go off, I'm going to look it up. So it wasn't like a stop and look at it. It was like, when this shit go off, it went off, boom. Then I went on Instagram and you started seeing it. I'm like, oh, this shit fake. You, you thought it was fake? When I first seen first the slide, yeah. I'm like, yeah. he, he, the way he moved, I'm like, oh, that shit ain't real. Then when I seen him talking into the crowd, I'm like, oh, that ain't fake. I went, yeah. That shit for real. What, mm. what are your thoughts on the Lakers this year and moving forward? Oh, man. <laughs> like, are you pointing fingers at Russ or are you just like, it was a whole organization <laughs> thing? Because everybody's stressed yeah, out Russ right now. Yeah, Russ is not. No, and they man. fired Frank Vogel yesterday. First of all, we got to have players suited up. They only played 21 games together. Yeah, but that's also injury, right? With AD. Yeah. You think they could fix this, like with LeBron or? Injuries, you know, you can't predict the injury. When we healthy, we good. When we not healthy, just had a bad season. It's just a failure. Mm. After being so good to be sorry again, it's just, I know what it feels like to be a Clipper fan all over again. (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Yeah, See, I'm that's sorry. some LA shit. He, you know what I'm saying? When I said a Clipper fan, he knew what that meant. Like, fuck, they go through this shit every year. They're playing bad too, right? <clears throat> they yeah. made the playing game tonight. Oh, really? It's crazy to think they're even in the playing game. Same with and the we're not. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, it really is crazy. Like, uh, Russell Westbrook really being like upset about the Westbrook. Stuff. Yeah, he like made everybody's some calling him that now. It's like insane. Like in his comments, he kind of deserved that. It's really tough to have this MVP get excited. He makes all this money, and you see a season like that. He'll yeah. fight out of it. You know, he's a killer. He'll fight himself out of it. And remember, you love Russ. Remember, the coach wasn't fucking with him. Yeah, the coach used to sit him on the bench. Yeah, and take him out the game. Like that's that's that fucks with your mentality too. When you're this great, and you got this coach telling you sit down, hold on. Then when you get in, you you definitely reckless because you ain't in a groove. Basketball is a groove thing. You know what I'm saying? That the coach and the players got to be on the same page to where, you know, you understand my minutes affect the way I play. And For by sure. you sitting me down, you affecting the way I play because now I can't do the things I normally do. Now I'm out here rushing and trying to get people involved instead of just running the game. Russell ain't never sat the bench. Right. James Harden used to sit the bench for him in OKC. For real. Remember that part. Yeah. So you, now you got him sitting the bench for the Lakers? Come on, man. Fuck. But what do you do if he's playing that bad? It's like, how can you rely on him if he's not in his groove, right? You got to get the next guy out there? No, you got to let him get his groove. You got to push shit around him that works. Russell is a, a go-to-the-basket kind of guy. He's not dribble, pass. Yeah. To, that motherfucker fast as fuck. Fast break, get going to the rack, go get a foul. Yeah, exactly. No stand out there, shoot threes, force the issue, get an and one. Right. Right? Yeah. That's what he great at. I think him and LeBron just weren't a good matchup. Like, they can't play that kind of game together. Needed AD to be healthy because if AD's out there, now you got the floor spaced out. Yeah. With LeBron and Russell like this, AD spaces it out. Now you got lanes. And then we didn't have no three-point shooter. You know who our best three-point shooter was this year? You're not going to believe me when I tell you. 
I got to think about it. Who do you, I know who it is. Well, I want to think for a sec. Y'all get 10 seconds. Nope. What's his name, Reeves? Nope. I mean, I saw DJ Augustine out there. The other Guess day. who the fuck it was? Dwight oh. Howard. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Look up the best three-point shooter for the Lakers 2022 season. How's that possible? What did he shoot? Two for three? No. Or like one he got him? more than 10 shots. Holy oh my God. fuck. That is yeah, bad. Yeah, that's a problem. How do you not hear and about if, that? If, I'm a diehard. Like, I'm not making this shit up. What Why was the White Howard's three point percentage this year? What was he, 30%? We suck cock. If he, <laughs> if he was the best three point shooter on our team, I could give a fuck. I'm surprised I haven't seen that stat out there. That's they don't fucking want you wild. to know that. The other teams do. What does three-point game look like? Come on, Johnny, get to me. What is our statistician? Point one, <laughs> average of point one, point, uh, 0. 0.1, 3 pointers. So how many he made? No, like his field goal percentage. Uh, well, three-point percentage was 53%. There you go. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, how yeah, many yeah. shots did that's, he take? How many threes did he take? Probably took like four. Still, though, he shouldn't be shooting threes in the first place. Yeah, I mean, if you make one for one. How the fuck is he better than everybody else on the team and he don't even know how to shoot a three? Why was he even shooting him? (laughs) That's that's his point. Nobody else is open. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer. Nobody else is open. (laughs) Fuck that. Get your big ass in the paint down here and get the rebound. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Are the Clippers changing their name? Nah, they just gonna change their venue. They bought a a building about 10 minutes from here. They're gonna be in Inglewood. So they'll probably be either the Inglewood Clippers. I think that that a Oh, they're changing from the LA. That's 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 a dope name though. Inglewood Clippers. Dope name. That's sauce. Yeah. The Clippers were saying. Yeah, yeah. That that was a long time, but yeah. Damn, that'd be cool. Could you tell us like uh this is kind of going back, but like your first interaction with Dre, your first time in the studio? My first time in the studio with Dr. Dre was at Solar Records, um, a song I had called Gangster's Life. It was a song that he liked off my cassette. It was me, him, and Nate Dogg. He redid the music off of James Brown, Big Payback. When we first got in the studio, he made me rap it in his ear because he wanted to hear my tone for real, not on the cassette. So I rapped it in his ear, and then he started putting the beat around it. Then once he got the beat laid, he told me to go in booth in the booth. When the booth spit my rap, Nate put a hook on it, and that was my first encounter. And that record never came up. Whoa! It's called Gangsta's Life. So then, what, where do you guys go from there? Because you came out with the the Chronic and all that. We just start working on a bunch of other songs, a couple of songs that didn't make the album, and then we we probably caught one with a uh, right before G thing, I think. Uh, deep cover. Wrote deep cover right before G thing, and then G thing, then all the rest of that shit just started flowing. The whole album just started coming together because we was in there every day, and he knew what he wanted, so it was us following his lead. What was your first interaction with Suge Knight? Studio. Uh, walked in. He didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. I said some gang-affiliated shit. He said some gang-affiliated shit. And somebody made it known that we was together, and it went from bad to good fast. How scary is that guy? It depends on how scary you are. (laughs) Not very scary. (laughs) 
that's a savage line yeah. like that that's the best i answer. saw i saw on like when you would go on the pj with them you'd like grab a blanket and like put like a knife and shit and like sleep like this that was only that's one. how like scary it was that was that Once. wasn't scary that was give you the context that was after we was in new york the last time me and tupac was was on the same page and I did an interview with Angie Martinez and she asked me, how did I feel about Puffy and Biggie? And I told her that I like their music and I want to do music with them. Death Row didn't like that. Tupac didn't like that. So we had a misunderstanding. So on the right, on the flight back to LA, I didn't feel comfortable around them for what they had did as far as I didn't let my security ride with me. So to protect myself and to, you know, prevent shit from happening, I slept under a blanket with the knife and a fork just in case something was to go wrong, but it didn't. And that was just me being precautious because I felt like when I said what I said, it was a fine line between being mad and being like, fuck him. That's scary though. So like you, you can come with us, but you can't bring security? Like you got to roll with us? Yeah, but I've been rolling without, without security. So it's just when they said it and the, the way it was delivered, it made me feel like, okay, some shit finna come behind this. And I know about the stories of how they done certain people and this and that, but never me. I'm like, maybe this may be the day that they try me. You were with Tupac, though, in regards to Tupac. Did you, I heard a story, did you give him different advice that night on where to go? I didn't give him no advice. Right. We wasn't seeing eye to eye. Right. So. Same during the Tyson fight. Yeah, we, this was, this is the sense that, that I'm explaining to you right now was the day before that. Okay. So when they got to Vegas, they went their way. I went back. I mean, when we got to L.A., they went to Vegas and I went home. That's why I wasn't in the car, isn't in the car with them. Because naturally, if you see <clears throat> all of the pictures around that time, it's me, Pac, and Shug. Everything is us three, us three, us three. After the New York trip, that's when it was just them two. Because mm -hmm. I had made my decision on, I don't want to keep beefing with some niggas that we should be cool with. And they wanted to keep the energy where it was. And that's why Damn. when we went to Vegas, that energy continued to follow them. You think that's getting better nowadays or you think it's getting worse? You still see people getting popped everywhere. Well, life is life. That's going to happen. It's just a matter of, I feel like it's, it's a shame if it happens in the music industry because this is supposed to be the way out for us to get out. So we should never bring that into this. But... It's getting better because you got more people who want to be professionals and want to be business people as opposed to being thugs and known for going to jail and shooting and killing. You got people who want to be stars and successful and they know what comes with it. You can't live that life and be in this light. Yeah, what was 100%. it like just being around that energy during that time? Shit was fun. Really? Yeah. We lived dangerous. We, we didn't care. We didn't. 21 was a dream. You know, in the air I come up in, to live to see 21 was a blessing. So we lived dangerous, so we loved everything about it. And if you listen to our lyrics, we wrote about death because we didn't care. We knew it was coming. And that was the part of being a young black adolescent in hip-hop is that you were a victim of your society, but only a chosen few knew how to write ourselves out of that. You know, we wrote what we lived and we wrote what became a reality. So if you listen to Tupac's Last two records, Machiavelli's The Seven Day Theory on Death, Biggie Small's last album. Mm -hmm. What? What's the second album called? Not sure. Life After Death. Life After Death. Okay. Just listen to the, the penmanship. We writing about 
death. On my first album, I had a song called Murder Was The Case. On my second album, which was the same time that Biggie and Tupac dropped their album, I had a song called Doggy Land that was about peace, love, living, no death, no diseases. Because my pen was trying to write life. I was writing about me being a grandfather and me having a long life. And I'm still here. Love Damn. that. It's crazy. Love All right, that. Snoop well, has yeah. to bounce, I guess. You got to bounce. As much as we're- What time I'm... is it? Yeah, I got to talk to this lady from uh, <clears throat> Big Business. What time is it? 3.26. We good. Keep talking. I love that. So I still get 15 <laughs> minutes in the studio? That's all I want? Yeah, you got that, dog. All right, that's well, it. So... I was in the back like negotiating with your manager. He's like, calm down, kid. I got you. No, I got Just you because I'm doing a session with Tiffany Haddish in about like 20 minutes and you can come in there and be a part of that. I'd love to pop in. Yeah, because she's crazy as fuck. Yeah, I don't know her. I'd, I'd love <laughs> yeah, to meet her though. No, she's yeah. crazy as fuck. Do you think that the new wave of guys like still look up to like the OGs? Do you think there's like a lack of respect? No, I think the young guys, they just like us when we was young. They love everything about us and they dreamed of being us and now that they are us, they have to create their own image. Yeah. It's like a basketball player. Kobe Bryant could never tell you I'm practicing to be the best Michael Jordan or the best version of Michael Jordan. But when you seen him play, what did you see? You seen a version of Michael Jordan. 100%. You get what I'm saying? So it's like these players are playing the versions of who they want to be, but they're never going to say, man, I'm trying my best to be like Snoop Dogg. No, I'm trying to be better than Snoop Dogg. I'm trying to be better than anybody that's ever came. That's how we bred. I didn't want to be Slick Rick. I wanted to be better than Slick Rick. I wanted to be better than the DOC. Even though I knew I couldn't at the time, but it gave me aspirations to say, damn, these is the motherfuckers that I know that's the greatest motherfuckers ever did it. What would, I you, get on what that would, you, what would you say is your biggest, before we wrap up here, you got two minutes, but what would you say is your biggest regret? My biggest regret? Oh, I don't know. None. Perfect yeah. time. Beautiful. We're good? <laughs> or are we going to keep- You just gave us more time, two Bob. Questions I, you just well, I timed it in my head, Snoop. I gave it, you said five, and you had a yeah, call that was important at 3.30. You said two. You gotta hit the J again for that. Yeah. Time in your head well, listen, is. you call the fucking shots around here. I don't, so I'm, I'm saying. I'm just going off what your head and your mind right, is at the same what, time. What do you know? smoke with you. <laughs> what happened? You don't know how to act. You want this? Well, listen, I'm new to the industry. What do you think you miss most about those days? I can't take your motherfucking ass nowhere. All right, all right. We'll figure it out next time then. I was just gonna say, what do you think <laughs> you miss most time. about like the the early days and like back when you were like really on the come up and with Tupac, all that? What was the, what was the, what's the question? Just what do you miss the most about that kind of, like, the What do I miss? That, uh, the quality of music that was being put out and how it was being, uh, received and the, 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 the value of musicianship, uh, cadence, lyricism, originality, hip hop, just, the the elements of making great music. Because we had a foundation. We had music from the 70s and the 80s that was our blueprint. So we wanted to make music just as good, if not better, than the music that was made before us. And it just felt like that 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 era was about the kids that we were. Because we would always borrow music from the 70s or the 80s when we were kids that brought us back to memories of things that we you know loved. And we took that and incorporated it in our music and it was fun making this music. It was fun making these old school artists relevant again so they can get paid and their publishing and their, you know, catalogs can be worth something again. It was a fun time where hip hop was being criticized and being scrutinized and being labeled as explicit. You can't have without your parents advisory and blah, blah, this and that. 
And I remember my shit being in the fucking Supreme Court and they talking about my record and had it all out in the open and talking about this and that. I was loving every fucking minute of it that these fucking politicians was Whoa. talking about my fucking record. Whoa. Like they want, wanted a gun off they the street. They wanted it off the streets. Get this shit out of here. Look at this album cover. He's got naked women. He's got this. He's got that. This shit right here. You guys shouldn't be putting this kind of music out. That's wild. Now it's everywhere. That's crazy. You like any young guys on the come up? All of them. What's like three people or one or two people you like? Uh, who do I fucking really like? I like uh, NBA Young Boy. I like The Baby, Lil Baby, 42 Doug. I like Future. I like Gunna, uh, Young Thug, uh, Jack Harlow, uh, Benny the Butcher. It's a lot of motherfuckers I like. It's just too many to just say, because when I hear they shit, I immediately turn into a fan. I love hip hop. So I can't, I don't know how to hate. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you gotta understand some of this music ain't made for you. It's made for their era and their people. And if you listen to it and tune in, that shit banging. It's just like when we came out, they didn't like our music when we came out. We're like, let's just get this shit out of here. Now it's labeled a classic and it's this and it's that. But when it came out, it wasn't labeled that. Right, right, right. All right, I say we bounce. I think we got everything. Yeah, should we go you check. Him? I mean, you gonna you gonna yell at him too? I mean, I, no, I, 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 all I see is wrap it up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. All right, now, Snoop, Snoop, we by appreciate the way, it. I'm down. To, I just want to make an announcement. I'm down to sit here and keep talking. I just wanted to say that, but you know, I got a lot of shit for nothing there. Snoop's got to go, man. All right, thanks, Bob. You know, I got a lot of shit for I just nothing. Trying to big, I just got to do this big phone call. Yeah. Take no, he's trying minutes. to cover his ass from earlier. That's all yeah, shit uh, He's covered, baby. I'm covered. All right, should we go good. smoke a little more and check out some of these shirts? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thank you Snoop so much, really Snoop. Good, we really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Which way did he go? What an honor. We get to sit down and smoke fucking weed with Snoop. Oh, super fucking Don't send it in the half. Send it in the full. Full sin. Hell yeah.